Hey, 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 it is an unstoppable day. You are listening to the Talking Small Business with Terrence Leffridge show on Anchor FM and all other podcast platforms. Thank you for coming in. The Talking with Small Business with Terrence Leffridge, we help businesses move from being stuck into being unstoppable by providing tips, tools, and strategies to help you move your business to the next level of your greatness. I'm Terrence, the Unstoppable Coach Leffridge with Unstoppable Coaching Services, where our purpose is to help you move your life and your business into a zone where you are doing what you were created to do. So we thank you for joining us. And if you are watching us live on our video live stream, sponsored by Be Live TV. We thank you so much for coming in. Be Live TV. Uh, I am so proud to be a part of this broadcast platform. I've been doing it for over 10, uh, 1,093 days. I've done over 39 broadcasts on Be Live TV, 220 reactions from viewers who have watched it live with over seven, almost 700 comments to this date. If you want to join us live, go on over to BeLive.tv, BeLive.tv. You can get my link on the video and you can start broadcasting today. You too could be getting your message out to the masses with Be Live TV. So we've got a great, great show for you today as usual. And hopefully you will go ahead and share this out to your circle of influence, to your business owners that might be stuck where they are right now. You know, we are definitely in, in uncharted territory these days. We're dealing with some things from personal and business standpoint that we've never had to deal with before. So shows like these are apropos and we hope that you are getting the benefit from hanging out with Talking Small Business with Terrence. I want to start out as we always do on the, the TSBTL show with our tip of with our, our quote, rather, of the week. So let's bring up our quote of the week. And that quote is this. It's a funny quote. We want to get you out of your, uh, out of the sheltered state, the lockdown state you might find yourself in. And it is tax season. So let's talk about it. The only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. <laughs> oh man, I just love that quote. And it just gives some, some relevance to the conversation that we are going to have today. So hopefully you got your pen and your paper and uh, or your favorite recording device because you know the pen is the hand digital recorder for the mind. And of course, we want you to take this information in. As we welcome our guest today uh, that's going to talk to us about taxes and how you can leverage your tax position to turn obstacles into opportunities. He is the president and the CEO of Financial Freedom, Freedom Financial Centers, and he has been in business for quite some time. He's actually brought two businesses into multi-million dollar revenues. Today is the founder and chairman of DAP Consulting. David manages consulting and speaking engagements throughout the U.S. And so let's welcome to our broadcast, 
the president and the CEO of Freedom Financial Centers, Mr. David A. Perez. David, mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Can you hear me? Oh, let me, I got you. Uh, let me unmute you. Here you go. Mic can you check. hear me? Yes, we can. How All are right. you? Sir? All right. Let's see. <laughs> Welcome to the Talking Small Business with Terrence show. How are you today? Good, man. Good, good, Terrence. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. So why don't you take a second, introduce yourself to your audience, because you know I believe you're a, the, the written bio pales in comparison to when our guests speak from the heart about what they're passionate about and what they do. So tell us a little bit more about what you do with Freedom Financial Centers. Well, well, Terrence, um, you know, I've been, I, I guess it goes back a long ways, but, but really to, to summarize this really well is for the last 12 years, I've really made it a point of mine, a life's mission is to, to figure out financial problems and how to solve them. So for, for 12 years, I've been in the, the tax, the insurance, the financial planning and the mortgage industry, which has given me a really good tool belt to help people when they come into our offices or, or visit with me personally to give them the, the, the guidance and the, and the mentorship to be successful in those most, most complex things, which is really finances. Many people go through life, not really understanding either how to leverage their tax situation as we're going to talk about today, or how to minimize risk in their life or how to set up a plan um, that would secure their family's future and maybe possibly leave a legacy or to to invest in some of those biggest biggest investments in life you know that that american dream of home ownership um these are things that really bring uh i'll be honest it's kind of funny but bring joy to my life when i get to help somebody figure out that financial challenge and then of course unveil it and then help to solve it that's really what i love doing and I, i've been doing this for about 12 years and it's it's become a really big passion of mine to do this i love it we are talking with Mr. David A. Perez of Freedom Financial Services. And so you've been doing this for 12 years, but as I said earlier in your bio, you have brought a couple of companies into million dollar revenues. So what makes you so passionate about what you do with the taxes? Uh, other than, I know you like the to make sure that you're making a difference in the lives of others, but why taxes and, and insurance per se? Well, I'll be honest with you. I was not a, this isn't something that I dreamed about. I don't think most people, you know, if we were to draw a line from where you started as a child to where you are today, I promise that line didn't go straight and it probably didn't go in the direction that you wanted it to go. You know, most of us end up somewhere where we, you know, probably didn't plan on being, there's a very select few, I guess, that get that, that, that luxury, but I, I did it. And um, early on in my career, when I was trying to really figure this out, after I graduated high school, I went to college and I wasn't really good in college. I, used to, I always tell people I was kind of that C student and, and I, never, I never meant it in grades. I always tell people I was the see you after class kind of kid. Um, you know, I, was, <laughs> I, I always was, you know, I'm not gonna say I was a louder or outgoing person. I really wasn't. As a young kid, I was, I was pretty, uh, we'll call it, I was more of an introvert, introvert than I was an extrovert. I didn't, I didn't think I was meant to do anything. I will call it even great or anything at all. You know, I was, I was born literally with, with, um, you know, with the mindset of, of, I was going to be dependent on others that I was going to have challenges throughout the, my, my life. And, and just to get really deep here, you know, I was born with something called albinism and I was always told that was different. I was always told that, 
you know, that somebody was going to take care of me. I mean, cause it was in, when I was born in the eighties, this was still something relatively new and people didn't understand. And you know, that you couldn't just Google <laughs> what, 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 uh, you know, condition you have and how to solve it and all the things that people have today. So my parents really sheltered me and told me that, you know, they were going to take care of me and take, you know, like a baby. And so for most of my, my adolescence, I mean, I was really, a uh, an introvert and I was picked on, I was told, you know, funny things that were funny to them, probably not to me. And I really thought looking different and maybe even being different was, you know, a negative, if you will, in life. And so growing up, I didn't have much expectations for myself. And in fact, the only reason I went to college after high school was because I had a buddy of mine who kind of dragged me there. And when he dragged me to college, I really didn't do good my first year. In fact, I failed most of my classes. Um, and I realized after that first year that that probably wasn't going to be the greatest path for me. And even though I wasn't smart enough or I really didn't understand it well enough, I thought the only way that I could really succeed is to probably get away from where I was, which, and my buddy dragged me to a local college, which was literally about 20 minutes from my house. It was a, not even, a, it was a college, not a university. And so I decided to make a move and I made a move to a university, which was about an hour away from where I lived, which is not that far, but far enough. I was, I was raised in a small town and that small town really our graduating class was a hundred people. Um, so I really knew everybody and everybody knew me. So when I, when I tell you that I was really introvert, I was because you couldn't change who you were. Your appearance couldn't really change your, your persona couldn't change because everybody knew who you were. You were kind of raised together. So yeah. who, who you were when you were four years old, five years old and 10 years old was the same as 19, at least in their eyes. I got you. And we're hanging out with David A. Perez on uh, Freedom Financial Centers on the Talking Small Business with Terrence Show. Feel free to put any comments uh, in the comment section and we'll try to get you on during the course of the show to ask those questions to our expert today. And 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 you make it a great point there as, as we transition into uh, our topic for today. M many people look at you as how they knew you from growing up, especially if they've known you for a long time. And yeah. they have a tendency to always see you as the person that you were instead of the person that you are today. Correct. And that tends to limit us in reacting and really profiting off of the new opportunities that current situations present themselves to us now. Same thing with business. The people who have been with you in business uh, for a long time or have supported your business for a long time, they've gotten used to seeing you do business a certain type of way. They've gotten used to depending on, well, if this business does this, this business is going to do it A, B, C, and D. And then our current crisis hits us. And yeah. now businesses have to learn how to either pause and not stay there but then learn how to pivot to start doing things D, E, F, and G. And that leads us to our topic today, which we want to talk about. We want to talk about, from a tax standpoint, how you can leverage your tax position so that you can turn obstacles into opportunities. Why is that so important, especially right now, to, to be able to leverage your tax position, David, so that you can turn these obstacles that we're facing today into opportunities? Well, well, first off, I mean, to kind of tie back to, to my origin story, if you will, you know, when I finally figured out what I really wanted to do, 
I, I had to get away and I had to do something different, which was I moved to a different area. I made new friends. I realized that I didn't have to be the same person that I was before. And so when I got into the financial services industry in 2008, it wasn't because I was rich or I came for money or I had an investment. In fact, that difference that I was talking about as a young child, that, that thing that made me stand out, which was literally my physical appearance, allowed me to network and connect with people that I had never been able to connect with before um, because they could always remember me. They could always relate to me. They could always, um, you know, really it was a remembrance because once you meet me once, most people could say they won't forget me. Uh, and yeah, so I can, I can say that. <laughs> I mean, it may not be, you may not remember my name, but you're always going to say, I remember that guy. Remember right. <laughs> Something about that guy stands out. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I, I got into the financial services because somebody believed in me at the time that I didn't even know believed in me or that I didn't believe in myself. Somebody gave me the opportunity to get into the tax industry. Um, because they thought that I had a great knack for marketing and they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And somebody actually told me, I want you to be my business partner on an investment, which was getting into the, the tax industry. And, you know, the first thing that, that really came to mind when I first thought about that, which was, I don't really want to do this. You know, taxes wasn't something I liked. In fact, I, the only thing I knew about taxes at the time was I didn't like to pay taxes. That's, that's the only thing I knew. And I was still going to college and I really was still lost, if you will, but somebody believed in me and that difference made me stand out. So when I got out of my comfort zone, if we really relate this to that, to how being different really changes these things, what, what I realized in 2008, which was a recession that hit, and that recession really changed the world for many people, right? Many people lost their jobs, lost their, re their retirement accounts, um, and some people lost their lives because of the financial stress that this, this country was going through. Well, I, I didn't know it at the time, but when I got into the tax business, I, I actually was was kind of naive. I didn't realize that it was the, the greatest recession our country was ever going to hit with recession, not depression, recession. And a business could thrive at that point if you were positioned right and if you were different. So in 2008, when I got into the tax business, what I realized the, the industry that I got into, the only way we could stand out is to be different. And so we did things differently. So for an example, traditional tax businesses would hide in a professional building and not really be you know, a marketing machine, more of an accounting machine. And so what we did is we put costume waivers on the corner of every street, a guy that said tax time come file. And it worked. Now this is, this, we bought into a franchise which was called Liberty Tax or is called Liberty Tax. And I'm still in that franchise today, but Liberty said, we gotta be different. And I said, I don't know, that's kind of silly. And it really worked being different, being loud, standing out in a time of uncertainty like that. Yeah. Really put us in a position to succeed. I mean, it changed the game. In fact, uh, you know, there's some awards we won that year and not just through Liberty, through the number of people we serviced, literally almost a thousand customers in our first year. A thousand yeah. customers. And, and, and you make, you make a great point there that, you know, sometimes you, you, in order for you to stand out, you've got to do something different than what everybody else is doing. And trust me, uh, many of us have have laughed at the cartoon Liberty Statue of Liberty standing on the corner twirling a sign. But then many of us have also taken that next step. Said, "Oh, that's intriguing. Let's go see what the rest of that is all about." So it it in a in a kind of a crazy roundabout way, it it made an impact. And as we go through talking about our topic today, I, I, 
before you get deep into it, I want to throw this question out that's that's in the comments. It's from Sean Segal, and you're probably going to address this as you go through your presentation, David, but let's just put the question on the table. He wants to know if there are any general financial mistakes that the majority of people make that you that can be avoided. So we'll keep that keep that question, Sean, in the back of our mind as David goes through uh, the rest of our conversation. But David, you're talking about three things that we should keep in mind as we look to leverage our tax position to turn our obstacles into opportunities, especially as small business owners. And you, you most basic thing is that even though we've gotten a big extension now because of the current crisis, you still say that we have to take special care in filing our taxes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so so here, here's the deal, man. Um, we're talking about you're either gonna get in business or you are in business. And that's, this is a, probably the greatest time to be in business in, in, in my lifetime. I mean, to be honest truth, I mean, I could say probably 2008 was probably better in some respects, but um, 2020 seems to be pretty good. So I, I like to look at our tax situation every year is, you know, of our customers, the people that I service, and of course, you know, myself, and I like to analyze that and I determine is where I'm at, you know, my tax filing strategy, the right one this year, because it can change from year to year. And I don't mean because you can make up numbers or any of that things, but you know, whenever you're in business, you have the ability to put certain deductions and certain depreciations and and take certain credits that you can qualify for if you want to or you don't have to. I mean, because to be very honest with you, you, you don't have to take a child tax credit if you don't want to. We can calculate it, but you don't have to take it. Now, that'd be kind of silly not to take it. But what I'm getting at is what we want to do is we want to make sure that you're filing the right way to leverage your, your business. Because many businesses today would just say, well, I want to take the maximum amount of deductions. Well, that's probably the legal way to do it. And I would tell you, if you have to take all of them and they're all qualifying, we should do those things. But but really, when we look at it, you've got to look at how are you going to file? Are you a sole proprietor, a, um, a regular LLC, or are you going S-Corp or C-Corp? These are different types of filing statuses or filing returns that you can file. Now, I, I say that because knowing which one you file will determine in the future how you're going to proceed with your business. And so I like to look at every year and I want to analyze that. I want to know how are we going to file this year? What kind of big purchases do we make in the prior year that we're going to put on the return? And are we going to use those, those purchases as a deduction just one year, which is a section 179, or are we going to extend those for five, seven, 10, 30 years? We want to make sure that we put the right deductions that maximize your opportunity to leverage your tax return, to leverage your tax return. That's probably the best safe statement, leveraging your tax return. And I think that that's great. I mean, especially what how you just talked about the different types of ways you you can file, especially for small business owners. Maybe uh, when you first started your business, you were just a sole proprietor because it was just you were just getting started. But then it grew. And then now you had to look for some legal protections. And now you were looking for those additional tax benefits. So maybe you went into an LLC or S Corp or, or, or C Corp. So it makes a difference to your to the person who's doing your taxes to be able to know and distinguish those differences, or, or maybe you have multiple businesses and one business is a S Corp and the other business is an LLC. And, and then now that really 
putting all those pieces together in your tax position puts you in the best light to leverage what you want to do, especially if you're getting taxes back, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, you know, here, here's one thing that I, in the last two years, uh, you know, the new tax, new tax laws that came into effect have really made it a real strategic advantage for you to be a small business. You know, the, the IRS code was changed such that most people can't deduct certain things anymore. Um, we used to call work-related business expenses and you would put them on a schedule A in your tax return, your personal return, but those things have been disappeared. They're gone. So it's more advantageous for people today to be self-employed or independent contractors or to own their own company, if you will, than it has ever been, especially if you're looking for the biggest tax deductions in the, in the, in the current economy, that would be the best way to do it. Now, I mean, if I look back at years past, there were so many strategies that I probably missed um, personally because I just wasn't educated. And, I, and I'll, tell, I'll speak directly to business owners here because this is probably something that if I would have just done 10 years ago, I would be in a lot better position is you really need to look for guidance and advice. You shouldn't just go to LegalZoom.com or um, TurboTax and just expect to get a return done or get legal documents filed. I understand those are avenues that people can take for cost savings, but you are, you're not trying to save money. You're trying to build a business. Now that, that sounds dumb, right? Because people would say, well, you got to save money for your business. But I would say, you want to strategize for success. You don't, you want to plan for success. You don't want to save to success. Absolutely. And, and I think too many people are taking those avenues because, well, if I can save all this money, but you didn't get any advice. What'd you get? You just, yeah. you just got some paperwork. Good job, right? Good job. But you're really missing the whole point. You know, professions like mine are intended. I mean, people would say, well, you know, things are going automated. Everything's going online. Everything's going, you know, to, to, you know, do it yourself. How far can you take yourself? <laughs> Everybody needs a coach, right? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> they say, if you're the smartest person in the room, you've got to go to another room. And then they, they also say that, you know, the money you save now may cost you later. <clears throat> and that's especially important for business owners to understand. You know, you might take the, the cheap way out now, but is that going to help you down the road? The, the advice that you can get today and put into place today may have a exponential return on your investment down the road. And it's important to understand that, like, like David said, we're in business to make money, not to necessarily save money and sometimes it takes money to make money that, so, that is right man. right on preach <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started so <laughs> going back to sean's question any general financial mistakes that the majority of people make that can be avoided when uh, filing their taxes is that one of the major mistakes you see with businesses not really defining themselves the right way I think the biggest mistake people take is not, it's not the definition rather of defining themselves. It's more rather not looking for real guidance. You see, I, I think there's two different aspects to accounting, right? There's the finance aspect and then there's the accounting aspect, which accounting can be in different, different fields, but there's taxes and then there's finance. You really want to find somebody who understands both. You don't want to just go to a, a CPA because he's got a damn CPA on his door. You know, I've heard most CPAs, although I'm not a CPA, so just to be clear, most right. CPAs do not do not have your best financial interest 
at heart. They have your best tax strategy or tax and thoughts, right? Which is we're going to file this correctly and we're going to make sure you get the maximum deductions or we're going to make sure that blah, blah, blah. I want to look at that and I want to look at where do you want to be in five years with your business? Because what we do today has those implications, has the implications of success for five years. So one of the biggest challenges or mistakes is many people just go to a title as opposed to somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. And I come from that background because I can give you guidance on, okay, let's look at your taxes where they're at today. And then, okay, now tell me about your business. You know, what are you really planning to do? Are you planning expansion? In what way is it through locations? Is it online? Is it through goods of services or goods or services? And so I can really get a whole picture, if you will, and make a helpful and, and, and a real methodical strategic plan of action for you so that you don't just spin a wheel. You just don't spin wheels, you know? And I, I think that's probably the biggest challenge most people face. I think that's good stuff. And, and Sean, hopefully that answers your question. We've got another question in the feed and then we'll also let that question carry over to your other tips because the first tip was definitely a great tip to get your uh, financial house in order and determine which way is the best way for you to be filing. But Janelle Harris out of Tampa, Florida, she's asking, do you, what do, do you think an S corp is better than an LLC? And I'm sure you probably get that general question uh, when people are thinking about starting a business, which is the best way to do it. You've already said you're not a CPA, so you're not giving CPA advice, but just in your business experience as someone who has uh, made two multi-million dollar businesses happen, what would you suggest? So it's a good question. So an LLC and an S-Corp are similar, are the same entity. Um, the only difference is that the S-Corp has now elected to file as a S-Corp. Um, so an LLC can act as a partnership or it can act as an S-Corp or it can act as a C-Corp. Now, the advantages that S-Corp provides to you are that you get to put yourself on payroll, which means your business needs to be capable of paying you. See, many business owners would just draw from the bank account, right? I need $10,000, let us take it out, right? That's just typically how business owners work. Well, in the event that you go S, 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 I say S class, right? I don't want a Mercedes in my mind. S -class. No, talking about the car. <laughs> in the event that you go S corp, you need to be able to take a actual paycheck from your company. And it has to be fair and reasonable, fair and reasonable for your company. So there's no real number defined there, but you need to take a fair, reasonable salary from your company. Now, the reason that this is such a tax advantage is because when you do this, the remaining income at the end of the year, because an LLC is just a passive entity. So whatever profits are made in an LLC, just pass down to your personal return, to the ownership. So if you have five owners, then they divide the profits based on the percentage that they own, and then they send it to your tax return in the Schedule K-1. The cool thing about having an S-Corp is when you file an S-Corp, you actually get paid from your company, which means you're going to have federal withholding and taxes paid to the government on your behalf through your company. And secondly, when you get your K-1, which is pretty much a W-2 from your company, it's going to be taxed at an ordinary income as opposed to self-employment, which means it is pretty, It's it could be tax advantages of upwards of 15 to 20% in savings and taxes if you do it. Now, I, I would caution you, if you're going to go S-Corp, just to be clear, you got to pay yourself, so you better do a payroll. And I don't mean just write yourself a check. This is running payroll, payroll through an actual payroll company. You can use, there's many softwares or many companies will do it. 
And, and I caution you to do it correctly because you don't want to put yourself in the, in the position where you tell the IRS you're going to be an S-Corp and then you don't act like one. Because at the end of the year, when you file your return, it's not going to be a pretty picture when your person who files your tax return, your accountant, your CPA, or whoever you go to is going to tell you, hey, you didn't do this right. We need to fix this. You, you really aren't an S-Corp. You're just an LLC. You're now going to be taxed higher. You made a mistake. So get real good counseling before you make that election. But just to top it, I am personally S-Corps in, in two companies. Um, I am, I'm an S-Corp. And I do that because I take a paycheck every year. I love it. Great advice. And, and and I love how you went into detail about that. And that's the only type of information that you can get here at Talking Small Business with Terrence Leffridge. We want to break it down for you so that you can understand it from its basic level. And we thank David for coming on to share this information with us as we are talking about leveraging your tax position so you can turn your obstacles into opportunities. Now, the, the second thing that you wanted to share with us is after you have taken special care in filing your taxes, you want to make sure that you understand your business's borrowing abilities. What do you mean by that? Well, your tax return really determines your ability to borrow. You know, if you're a small business, that's what the the, the bank's going to go by your tax returns and your profit and loss, your balance sheet. These are three things that they're going to need. So when you look at your tax return, how you file is very important. If you're a sole proprietor or an LLC, um, these are things that are going to determine what type of loan you can get. And of course, if you have to personally guarantee it or not. And of course, lastly here is if, if your business is even capable of getting a loan is really determined at the end of the day, by your company's ability to prove that it is profitable and that it can service debt, which means pay the, pay your bills. And many companies today, if you go to a, somebody who really isn't educated in tax returns or even finance, if you will, they're just going to make sure that you don't have to pay taxes. And that's not the goal. By the way, I had a mentor of mine tell me once, and this was probably one of the most powerful things in the world he told me. And he, he and I were having a conversation. He said, look, man, you got to pay your taxes. He said, don't think that it is wrong to pay taxes. He goes, it's right. He says, I gladly send my tax payments every April 15th for the last, you know, however many years he's, he's older. So I guess 40 or 50 years, but he said, I've gladly sent it. I've never hesitated to send a paycheck to the IRS because you know why? It's my right as an American to do my civic duty of paying taxes. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty powerful. And, um, you know, because uh, because I was under the impression when I first got into business that I was supposed to just try to figure out how to get not to pay a damn dime. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That that's that that's that reverse mindset that we've been uh, we've been brought up on. We've been raised to think, you know, I, as I was looking at uh, quotes for the week for this one, I ran across a funny quote where the guy said, you know, I'm I'm more than happy to pay my taxes each and every year but I would be twice as happy if I only had to pay half the tax. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, man, if you're paying taxes, that's a good thing. And that means your business is profitable. Yeah. That means you have the ability to borrow money. That means you have leverage in your favor. If you're not paying taxes right now, or you're paying a minimal amount of taxes, you're not really putting yourself in a financial position to succeed. Not if you want to leverage somebody else's money. Now, if you have a bunch of cash and you're a millionaire and that's cool, well, maybe you don't need, <laughs> maybe you don't need the leverage. Right. But, 
if you're David Perez, you don't need all this, but thanks for sharing yeah. information with the with the rest of us anyway. So listen, I see behind you, you've got you've got your plan of action board, which other people call the whiteboard, and you're you've got information on there about the CARES Act. And there's a provision in the CARE Act for small business owners to, to get a loan. So as we are discussing our, our borrowing abilities, can you just touch just a little bit on how that CARES Act is helping small business owners during this time uh, with sure. loans? So yes, definitely. So there's a few things that are being leveraged right now through the Small Business Administration or, or I guess we'll call it not through, but one of them is through and one of them is just, I guess, sanctioned or whatever. But there's two programs right now that are available to small business owners. One of them is called the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. And that and it's the specific program for coronavirus business, um, well, coronavirus uh, businesses that were impacted by coronavirus. That's a better way to say it. So when you go to the, just search EIDL um, loan, SBA, and then for coronavirus, it'll take you to the link and it's called the Streamline Process. Now that process is an application for you to get a loan based on the, the need for your business currently. And the SBA is directing that, direct, is administrating that directly, which is cool. Um, and the coolest part about that is you get a $10,000 grant, G-R-A-N-T, which means free money. It says it there, don't tell me, it hasn't come to me yet, I've already done it. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it says. At 10, yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> and and you it to do. Yeah, you just go fill out an application. You can get ten thousand dollar grant for your business. You just have to tell you a little bit about your business. So this helps to have all your stuff in order: your EIN, your entity structure, ownership, and how much you made last year. Not by income, just how much you sold and how much were your expenses. You don't have to be profitable, but you do have to be able to show that you you've got a business. Is really what they're trying to prove. You get a $10,000 grant and probably in six weeks, they'll contact you for the rest of the loan that you want to proceed with. The next part of that, there's a, something called the Payroll Protection uh, Program, PPP. Now that's the one that I love the most right now um, because it's going to be the fastest. So the Payroll Protection Act is a uh, loan that the federal government is going to lend you based on payroll losses that you're having right now. So really what this is entitled or in, entailed to do is to keep people employed. The federal government sent billions of dollars, $350 billion to lend to small businesses so that small businesses like me and you won't lay off our employees, won't. And so it's, it's, it's really a great program because you can borrow two and a half times your average monthly payroll for 2019, two and a half times. So your average monthly payroll was 10,000 last year per month. 10 times 2.5, you could borrow $25,000 at 1% interest rate, one. And there is no personal guarantee. Um, I'm sure they're going to run credit and stuff, but I don't think there's gonna, that's going to really matter. It's really based on, are you paying people and do you need to continue to pay people? Yes. Now, this is based on you showing them a few documents like your quarterly filings for payroll and you know, making sure that you legitimately are a company. So if you're a company out there and you're paying people cash, and you're paying people under the table and you're just writing them a gross paycheck, this That's doesn't work. <laughs> You've got to be doing it right. So this is going to tie into our point at the end. So really, if you're not doing things right, this doesn't help you at all. But if you are, man, oh man, it's, it, it's a good thing. I have, so just to give you some clarity, 
everybody here. I actually help businesses fill out this application and service the loan, like to, to put this information into the loan program. So if you're not a, familiar with how this works or how to calculate your payroll, or what forms you need, I can help you. I actually have about 29 businesses right now that have worked are working with me to submit these apps to lenders. Um, we will get them approved because it's pretty much a streamlined process. Um, you know, I'm probably going to submit payroll requests for probably about, I don't know, four or five million bucks. Um, so that's a huge number and I'm going to help people get that money. So if you're interested, I can help you with that, by the way. Um, but, but really, this is a great program. And if you want to figure it out yourself, just type payroll protection program, um, SBA payroll protection program, and it'll tell you the, the guidelines and the things that you need to do. I also have a, um, a video series that I recorded and an email campaign that I can send to you with how to fill out some of these applications for the grants and stuff. So if anybody wants any of that information, you can just email me at david at davidaperez.com. That's cool. We're going to put that information in the feed and on the screen so people can make sure they get that from that's some that's some great information. And, and I think that's really uh, something that is going to be well needed during this time of uh, transition through this crisis and helping businesses uh, keep their employees working, as well as helping businesses stay liquid during this time where they are losing revenue uh, because of our current crisis. But you, you make a great point and it, it falls back to what we say in business all the time, that if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So if, you're, if you've been doing it right from the beginning and you've been doing it in order, then all of this stuff is going to be pretty relatively smooth for you. I'm not going to say that it's not going to be any hiccups because with any new thing, there's always going to be some hiccups. But if you got your stuff in order, then all you have to do is fill in the blanks to match the requirements that they ask for. But yeah. if they give you the requirements and you don't have it, then it's going to be a long, arduous process for you. So, and so Janelle Harris is saying, uh, you are answering my questions. So she's going to go change to an S-Corp. So great, great that you were able to get your question answered, Janelle. Sean is saying that changing the mind means a different outlook. Absolutely. It all begins with the mind. And he's also saying in the chat room, failing to plan means that you're planning to fail. Oh, have we heard that? in business a number of times, David, right? Yeah, trust me. I've failed many times before I succeeded. So trust me. I love it. So as as we move into our the final point that you want to make to say, if we as we wrap this all up and put it in a bow and send our audience on their way with a plan of attack, we want to talk about just letting you know the time is now everybody the time is now for you to put your financial house in order for your business and have a plan of attack how you're going to turn this obstacle that we're facing right now this bump in the road because that's all it is this too shall pass that's but right. how are you going to attack this obstacle so that you come out better on the other side so david what kind of things should they be thinking about in their plan of attack well, well, this is uh, one of those. This is this this is gonna be uh, a a we'll call it an unveiling. You know, nobody knows who's naked until the tide comes in. Nobody knows who's naked, right? And this is the point in in business and in life where people 
are exposed. And I don't mean that for, for any negative reason other than, you know, my coach told me this and he said this really well. He said, there comes a time where winter asks, what did you do all spring and summer? And if you didn't plan and prepare, you came to this point, which we'll consider winter right now, and you are not ready. So either you are or you aren't. Let's just say that. Now, if you are ready to, to, to move up and leverage, this is the time where you take advantage of the SBA programs. This is the time where you become loud. Like I mentioned, you know, we, in Liberty, we used the costume waivers in 2008 to stand out. This is the time where you push into the marketplace harder than you've ever pushed before. This is the time where you step up, not step away, not step back, not get under the desk and hide. You got to get up. You know, my one of my mentors told me, he goes, look, David, right now is a very uncertain time for many businesses and for many people. Their financial health and their literally their health is being tested. Both are being tested and how healthy you've been. If you've been exercising in your personal life and exercising your business by making sure you have the right financial plan, by getting your books in order, by managing your QuickBooks, if you will, not your checkbook, because your checkbook only tells you how much money you got in your account. You need to know where your money's going. And that's how you do it. You go through your financial statements every month. But he said, David, it's so uncertain. Think about it this way. He said, think about for the last you know, four years or so. The economy's been great. Well, the economy's been growing since 2008, but for the last four years, it's just booming. And he said, so everybody is listening to the music and enjoying life and everything is great. Incomes are going up. Stock market's rising. The world's great. The music's playing. And all of a sudden, the music stopped. And he says, think about it like musical chairs. Absolutely. <laughs> And everybody's looking for a chair and there's some people who are going to find it and some people who will never find a chair and they're out. They're done. Yeah. So the time is now to determine if you're if you're one of those out players, what's your game plan to not be out? You got to step up. This is this should be an awakening. You know, somebody called me recently and said, David, I want to buy a house. I said, OK, tell me what house. Tell me how much you want to put down this and that. They go, I don't have a lot of money and my credit sucks. I said, Okay, well, tell me what your credit looks like. They told me the score. They told me how much money they had, and it just couldn't do it, right? I knew they weren't going to be able to do it. And they said, this kind of sucks. I really wanted to provide for my family, and I really want to help my kids. And I said, you know, all of those things are great. And I, I applaud you for wanting to step up and for wanting to do better for your family. That, that, that's the first step. Now, the second step is here, what are you going to do about it? If you like that house and you want that house and you can't have it, there's, this is not going to be the last house you're ever going to see. You've got to make a decision right now that you've got to improve your credit score and you've got to start saving for that down payment. This should be a wake up. Yeah. You know, this, this shouldn't be, oh, I give up. This is a wake up. And I've been looking at this financial crisis that we're experiencing right now is the time is now. There, if you've got a little bit of savings, it's time to invest it. If you've got a little bit more energy, you've got to pull it out of your pocket and use that. And you've got to go to work. You've got to be grinding harder than before this crisis. Don't think this is time off. This is not time off. If you look where I'm in right now, I'm in my house, I'm in my office at home that I built in the last two weeks because this is the time to yes. step up. Yes, yes. And I, I love your quote. I love your quote. Don't give up, wake up. And that that is so true. We're at a we're at a defining moment. And many times in our life we come to this fork in the road called defining moment where you are on 
past avenue and future street and you get to make a choice you know are you going to continue to do the things that you've done in the past hoping to get a new result which is the definition of insanity or are you going to take this defining moment and turn it into an unstoppable decision and you know here at the psb tl that's what we are about we're about turning defining moments into unstoppable decisions helping you to leverage your tax position so that you can turn this obstacle into an opportunity. So if you decide to not give up and wake up and move from awareness of your situation into action to changing your situation using the tips and tools and strategies that David has shared with you today, then you're gonna be well on your way from being stuck in your business to moving into an unstoppable position in your business. David, I want to thank you so much for your time. Shout out to them one more time how they can get in contact with you if they want to get the information that you talked about earlier, or if they just want to talk to you about their tax strategy moving forward. So definitely you can contact me. Um, well, well, first off, you know, there's a lot I can do. And I have a, a big team, including I'm not just a one man show. We have a huge organization across the whole so even if I can't help you directly meeting with you like this, I definitely have somebody in your area. We're in about 17 states, so I can help you somewhere. But but here's what I want you to know. There, there comes a time again in life where we have to make decisions. And those decisions are, do we save our way to success or do we just grow our way to success? And I'm a grower. I don't look for savings every day. That's not me. Obviously, I'm not a, I'm not just don't blow cash, but I want to know that, you know, everything we do in life is an investment. We got to get a risk reward. And how do you take a liability in your life and turn that into an asset? So the liability could be a big bill, but how do you turn that big bill into an asset? How do you make money with it? So I consider myself a big asset to most people. So if you ever, ever in need of financial coaching, um, some business consulting, your tax filings, your insurance needs, whatever that is, and especially right now with the Small Business Administration loan programs that are going out, um, I consider myself an expert for the last three weeks. All I've done is just grind on learning that yesterday was a webinar for 3000 customers. That was a 3000 customer webinar yesterday on the cares act, as well as the different defining moments of, or defining pieces for businesses as, a, as, and as it applies to individuals. If, if you're looking for, to work with me, you can contact me at David at David, a Perez, P E R E Z.com. And on that website, uh, David at davidaperez.com. Um, I mean, on that website, on the email, if you send me an email, we'll schedule a time. I can get you on my calendar this week. I'm processing applications. If you are wanting to apply for any of these loan programs, you need to do it this week. The money is going to run out very, very, very quickly. Absolutely. It's, it's not going to last long. With 700 thousand filings just this week alone yeah you can tell how many how quickly that money is going to run out so if you guys want to get more information or have a one-on-one -on -one consultation with david perez then reach out to him at david at davidaperez.com david i'm going to give you the final word on this as far as leveraging your tax position so you can turn obstacles into opportunities what what do you want to leave our audience with so i want you guys to know one one thing here is is that business is a intellectual sport this isn't about passion or drive or emotions 
business is, if you take the emotion out of business, you'll succeed. And many business owners today live by emotions. They live by their feelings as opposed to making intellectual decisions. Everybody in business today needs a coach. And guys, Terrence is a great coach. I can tell you that. And you need to be looking for these things in life because I learned a long time ago, if you just do this alone, you are going to take your past experiences, the negative and the positive. You're going to use all of the things that you kind of know, and that's going to guide your decisions. When you really need somebody to throw your ideas at, you need somebody to guide you and mentor you, even if they're not the most experienced person in the industry that you're in, you definitely need somebody who's willing to give you a different perspective. And so I say this not because I'm trying to be your coach. I'm just telling you that if you've been seeing somebody for the past 10 years, five years doing your taxes, it's time to look and try something new. If you've been seeing somebody for your insurance needs, it's time to try something new. It's time to look and seek out a second opinion. If a doctor tells you you've got cancer, I, I mean, I hope nobody ever tells you that, but if they do, don't take their word, go get a second opinion. And you need to do that because really what it takes, it builds that credibility for either validation for the person you've been working with, or it gives you a different perspective and it gives you a decision that you need to make. The biggest mistake that people make is an inaction in itself. And I have found that the reason things don't change in any business, in any business today is fear. And it's a lack of courage, if you will. When somebody doesn't want to make the phone call, when somebody doesn't want to make the change, when somebody doesn't want to make the investment, it's it's a lack of courage, a lack of saying what needs to be said. Nothing will change until the unsaid is said or spoken in, in, in life. So I encourage you to reach out to your resources every single day as a business owner. Things change every day. Business isn't the same as it was 10 years ago, nor will it be the same as it was 10 days ago especially during this virus, especially during these troubling times. Everything's going online. People are working remotely. Business is going to change. The landscape of business is going to change. You know, 20% of restaurants are going to go out of business. Doctors are going to lose their, their practices. People are going to live their home, lose their homes. Cars, all going to get repoed. I hate to be a, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just telling you the reality. And if you're not willing to accept it, then you need to get under the desk and hide. Or you need to step up and wake up. Let's get it going. Let's make it happen. And if you need somebody, you need advice from myself, I'd be more than happy to help you. If you're looking for a great coach, look, look to Terrence here. He's a great guy. I appreciate that. And you you said a mouthful right there. And, and I love what you said. And here's the one thing that I want to leave you guys with. And David, I'm sure will attest to this. Getting into business is a risky proposition. Staying in business is a risk investment. So now that you've taken that proposition and you've gotten into business, you want to do everything you can right now to continue to invest in your business, invest in your personal development, invest in your professional development, understand the tax games, learn how to leverage where your business is now so that you can create an upward trajectory going forward. If you move from awareness of where your situation is now into action on how you're going to make it through this time, then you'll be head above shoulders ahead of the rest and you'll move from being stuck into an unstoppable position. And that's where we want you to be with talking small business with Terrence. 
make sure you reach out to David Perez at David at DavidAPerez.com. That's the president and the CEO of Freedom Financial Centers, David A. Perez. Thank you so much for hanging out with us at the Talking Small Business with Terrence Leffert Show. You have a great day, David, okay? Hey, thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. No problem. David A. Perez. And so once again, thank you guys for joining us on the Talking Small Business with Terrence, where we help your business move from being stuck into being unstoppable. Make sure that you get the information from today. Make sure that you are taking special care in filing your taxes, making sure that you are knowing what your borrowing abilities are and recognizing that the time is now and what is your plan of attack. Take those tips today. And as always, we hope they will help you move forward with your business. Now, here's what I want you to understand. You can be a guest if you're a small business, whether you have triumphs or whether you have tragedies, whether you've gone through trials and tribulations or whether you are succeeding at success. We want to speak with you. If you want to be a guest on the Talking Small Business with Terrence Leftridge, then we just want you to go and reach out to us. You can email us at info at unstoppablecoaching.com, info at unstoppablecoaching.com, especially if you are an expert in your field in whatever industry you're in. We'd love to talk to you and have you talk to our audience about the tools, tips, and strategies that you can share to help businesses move from stuck into being unstoppable. That's our show for today. Thank you for hanging out with us. And as always, you can catch the replay on our podcast networks. Talking Small Business with Terrence Leftridge is on all podcast platforms, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, just to name a few. And if you want help in how you can turn your message into a podcast, you can also reach out to us at info at unstoppablecoaching.com. I have an online course where we can teach you to create a podcast on a budget. And I'd love to help you get your message out to the masses because the masses need your message. That's a wrap for us today. Thank you for joining us on the Talking Small Business with Terrence Leffridge. Join us each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on BeLive TV and Facebook. And check out our podcast anytime on demand at all the different podcast outlets that I mentioned before. And as always, in parting, wherever you are in the world today, don't just make it a great day. Go out and leverage your tax position so you can turn obstacles into opportunities and make it an unstoppable day. Take care. <laughs>